Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is uh, Aboriginal Academy Third Degree. We're back up, back up because of our uh, other line is now everybody's able to log in. Lynn, can you explain, please, sir, uh, what, what is Google Hangouts? Sorry, you were breaking up. Um, can you repeat the question? What is Google Hangouts? <laughs> oh. Oh, it, it, it's basically just a uh, it's Google Google's take on uh, instant messaging, um, and it it really allows you to uh, not only send instant messages, it allows you to to actually um, have video. It allows you to actually do video conferencing uh, as well as voice conferencing through the app as well. So it's kind of like a like a universal. Uh, integrated communications platform um, from Google. Are you? Well, I accidentally used it a few days ago. I think it was Sunday. And um, on, on the on uh, on the cell phone. And I was wondering if if we use Google Hangouts, I think we can um, call that number. You can call the number if you have a Google Voice, but I don't know if Google Hangouts is different. Than, is, can you explain that, brother, what the difference? Yeah, so... Know? So my experience has been that you can actually use um, Google Hangouts to call other uh, Google's Hangout Google Hangouts users um, from a video conferencing standpoint. Uh, you can you can set that up as well, and you create a Hangout, and people can just log into it. So it's like a sort of like a video chat room. Now I do know that when I uh, was subscribing to Project Fi it would actually allow you to dial landline numbers as well as cell phone numbers uh, from the app. Um, but you had to have the Project Fire service for that to work. I've never done it, or I don't even really think I've attempted to do it uh, without that Project Fire service. But I know, like, if you install it on your phone, you can have the Hangouts app, but then there's a separate dialer um, if you're on Android, there's a separate dialer that you have to install as well. And once you do that, you'll get a tab within the Google Hangouts app that will will have a keypad. And so you can use that to call people. And I take that back. That actually is coming back to me. So if you install that um, that dialer app, you can call people using uh, VoIP. 
you, you just have to have a um, have have a Wi-Fi connection, and you can actually dial out um, and call call folks. So, just need to restate my my initial um, explanation. Are you? Shalom, brother priest. This is brother Matthew. Sir, did that uh, team viewer have a, a conference thing to it that we used that one time? Say it again. That team viewer. Oh yes, sir. What about it? Uh, is that possible? We could use something like that. Oh oh um. Hmm. Well, let's go to Akalin again. <laughs> Akalin, can you can you dial into can you call into Team Viewer? You know, I, I think you can. Um if if I remember that interface correctly, I mean we just never did it, but um I think you can. I think you can. I know that uh you know, we, we've generally been, anytime we meet on TeamViewer, you know, everybody's on the phone, and then you can log in on this, what's going on once somebody creates a meeting and shares the screen. But I, I think you can dial in, and I know that we've used the chat function in there, and that works just fine. So, Actually, I just clicked on it, and uh, I never paid attention, but it gives you a conference number. And it gives you a PIN number. So you could, but it does look like it has a charge. Oh, yeah, it has a charge. Five cents a minute. So we can't use that because it's going to charge us. However, um, in the meantime, uh, we'll just use this. But um, we're at the end of the year, so we have a shortened semester. Um, I do want to make this announcement. This is very critical. And I'm putting this on the record. At no time in our personal lives or otherwise is it okay for us to disrespect our elders. Anyone over the age of 50 is an elder. I don't mean people that are, we shouldn't disrespect anybody. I'm not talking about people under the age of 50. I'm specifically speaking of people that are over the age of 50. At no time is it ever acceptable to disrespect them, to loud talk them, anything like that even if they disrespect us, walk away. Do not, this is this is real important for our culture in particular. Now, unfortunately, I learned yesterday that a brother who is no longer with us disrespected Ema. And she never, to the best of my recollection, she never told me. She handled, she handled it, and that individual was Elias. And when I found this out, 
I love Elias. I love all of our brothers and sisters that have been in this nation and are gone. What's going on? But listen, Lynn, he's not coming back and he's not allowed back. I just want you to know that, Minister Lynn. Yes, sir. Once I found that out, that's it. Now, he loud talked and disrespected Ema, and that is not acceptable, particularly of somebody in this nation. That's not acceptable. Now, that's almost unforgivable. But, listen, I'm always loved that brother. Him specifically. Tobiah is gone. Tobiah has disrespected me personally. He, he just lost it at some point. I mean, it went on with him for a, a year and a half, and, you know, but my point is, I can accept it if it's me. Cannot accept it if it's one of our elders. Now, where I'm from, Detroit, this is it's like a G code, a street code. If you disrespect somebody's mama, all the thugs and gangsters will beat the hell out of you. And that's I've, I've this has been my all my life. That's how I grew up knowing that. If you disrespected your own mother and they found out about it, they'll come check you. And I'm talking about gang members. If they heard about it, saw it, they'll check you. And they'll tell you, yo, you don't talk to your mother like that. In the conscious community in Detroit, it's instilled, no matter what walk of life you're coming from, you do not disrespect your elders. You don't even open your mouth until until they tell you you can't. That's how the conscious community is in Detroit. You have to ask for permission to speak from your elders. And if they keep silent and don't say anything, you keep silent. That's the conscious community in Detroit. That's what I came up with. As a Hebrew, respect your elders. You don't talk back to them. You don't disrespect them loud talking or any kind of way. Not acceptable. Now, it's unfortunate that this is coming out now. But I want to show you something. We have the priesthood brothers, and a couple of the brothers pulled me aside and were acknowledging to me that Tobiah and Elias were really close. 
and I started to see it, and then Tobias started letting me know from his own mouth what his relationship with Elias was. So with Tobias, as far gone as he had gotten, which some of you probably don't even know that this happened with the brother, but he was backbiting everybody, everybody in the cabinet. He come to me one day. This is what Lynn is doing. This is what Bartholomew is doing. This is what Elias is doing. This is what Shedrick is. This is what's going on with Shedrick. He come to me every day with somebody talking about people and what what they, what they all doing bad. And I got fed up fed up with it, and I told him, just listen, man. You're a backbiter, and you need to stop. He did it to me, going around whispering in people's ears, talking against me. Never did nothing to this brother, but sat in class and taught. And that's what he ended up doing and becoming. Now, you watch that pattern in the people around you that are in this nation. Because if they come gossiping and backbiting about other people, then you know you need to watch them. Anyhow, I am slightly angry about this because I do not tolerate anybody around me in my physical life, in my pre- in my immediate life, or anywhere I go. I do not deal with people that are going to disrespect the elders. I don't give a damn what your problem is. And the problem that he had had nothing to do with her. It was it, it, it was the fact that it was some other stuff I'm not going to go into. But it had nothing to do with her. But he called her with an attitude and disrespected her. And because she's an elder, she knew how to how to deal with it. But now that I'm finding this out, mm-mm. I wish that brother nothing but success in his life. But I'm telling you, when you do, that's one of the that's one of the most dreaded things you could ever do. Your life will be cursed. You're lucky if the Most High don't take you out of here. And now I hate to say it, but I can see what happened. Now what was going on? When to, when Tobiah, he wanted he wanted me to treat him special. He wanted me to put him above everybody else in the nation, and he basically told me this in so many words. And I told him, I'm not going to do that. 
I can't do that. It's not right. Protocol is one thing. But what he was asking for was basically like, you know, um, I, I don't want to uh, insult him, but I just want to explain it. It's like when you have a whiny uh, child, a whiny baby, and it's like they see you doing something else and they want to take your attention away from them and they want all your attention just away from what you're doing and all your attention just on them. And if you don't, they're spoiled. If you don't pay them, keep all your focus on them, they're going to cry and whine and raise hell and cause conflict. That's basically what it was like going through with that brother. I'm not trying to insult him. I'm just trying to give you a view of how it was. So I pulled him aside. I said, listen, man, I, I, I warned him a year before I had to pull him aside. I said, you have lost your way. And this is on the record. We were in civil diplomacy. And I told him, you have lost your way. Your ego has got you. And he progressively degressed from that day forward. He got worse and worse and worse. Now, because Tobiah and Elias, as some of the brothers told me, they had some type of close relationship, I, when I started pulling Tobiah to aside, I had a couple of uh, scheduled counseling for him. This is a year after I originally warned him. A year, yeah, a year after. I had scheduled counseling for him to try to help him heal. He was there. Then, all of a sudden, he quit the nation. I called him, even after I realized that he quit. I called him. And he still, he didn't answer the phone but he still wouldn't deal with the truth. And when he quit, in my mind, it was just a matter of time before Elias was gone. Now, I want to... Hold on. Central Minnesota, who's that? Brother Nathaniel, Shalom. Shalom. So when I told him that, well, when I, I, I was just... Matter of fact, I told Lynn, I said, Lynn, I'm just letting it play itself out. Do you remember that, Brother Lynn? Yeah. Fine, brother. I I, I recall uh, in great detail. <laughs> That's good. I'm happy to hear that, that you uh, remember the details because I could see it I could see it clearly I knew it was a matter of time before he was going to be gone now this is what Ema told me she told me this incident happened in January and that some of his words 
where I, I'm not going to say everything. Some of it, I well, I'm not going to say everything here. Some of his worries to her were such and such and such and such better happen before this year is over. Now, those are the type of words he used with her. That's not acceptable. And so she just told me this. I don't don't know if she told me this before. I don't ever remember her saying this because I'm just letting that go. There's no way. If he was in this nation and I found that out, as soon as she told me that, I would have hung up that phone and spoke with that brother. But anyhow, so as I was watching Elias, he stopped paying his dues. He stopped coming to class regularly. This is this was progressively. He stopped even showing up to teach class. And I was watching it play out because I knew on the other end was a, was Tobiah working on it. I knew it. Now, no matter what, the main thing I want to say here is that is not acceptable disrespect an elder and then be rebellious like that like he was he was doing silent he was being silently um, rebellious not showing up to class not teaching the classes and not paying his dues No hardship, just being rebellious. Not acceptable. Anyhow, that is disgusting to me. Absolutely disgusting. I don't care what your grievances could ever be for, for, for me or this nation. Do not conduct yourself that way, and particularly and call yourself a Hebrew. You will be put to death on our own land for getting out of pocket like that. As the scriptures say, lest wickedness overruns Israel. I'm paraphrasing. You will be put to death for that type of stuff, man. It is 
this curriculum is designed to do that very thing to us. Expose your true character. It expo- exposing your true character. When you become mean-spirited, which is this haughtiness, when you become self-righteous, these are all what the Bible calls devils, that you're possessed with devils. That's the real demonic possession. And we owe it to every brother and sister that comes our way to try and do whatever we can to help them out of that condition. But if they take it too far and they get too beside themselves, they got to go. You got to give yourself an opportunity to help them heal. When we started this, I, I, I said what the elders told me. They said it takes you at least five years to begin healing from idolatry. That's when you begin trying to heal. It's going to take you at least five years to really begin the healing. So if you haven't even started working on chopping away at that idolatry, you got a ways to go. Because once you do start, it may take you up to five years to heal from it. And it's really, really, really serious. So people have in their mind that this uh, that we learn is information, knowledge, wisdom. And they take this and they compete with their brothers and sisters. And as I'm, as I continue to grow, because when you really start this, you will never stop growing. But as I continue to grow with the grace of the Most High Almighty, I'm saying no matter what you grow into and learn, is meaningless when you can't even treat people properly. You can't even get along with your own brothers and sisters. You're so mean and arrogant that you can't even get along with your own brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter if you have on a mitre, which they call metries in the streets. A mitre. Doesn't matter if you have a fez. Doesn't matter if you have fringes. Doesn't matter if you changed your name. None of that matters, man. And you can't even have common decency with your own brothers and sisters. But you can quote scriptures. You can talk all that stuff just to sound like you know what the hell you're talking about. But really, in reality, what is all of that for? It's really to chop away at your personality and get you in order. Like you can quote it, but you can't live it and be it means that you get it. It hasn't been rooted in you. Some brothers lust for information. And yes, they come into this nation as though they're down for the people. 
oh, yes, we're nation building. This is what we're doing. But their hearts are not right. And eventually, it's going to come out. And when it comes out and, and it surfaces and when they lose control of themselves, we owe it to them to give them a time to recognize where they are and work on themselves and get themselves back in order. But if they cannot do it and they're unwilling to do it, then they're going to get put the hell out of here. And it would be better that we do that because if they get on, when we get on our own land and doing this thing, they're going to be put to death. It is not a game because the whole idea here, when, I, when I'm here, listen, I know we all have challenges that we need to correct. I most certainly do. I work on myself as much as I can. I am not better than anybody walking this earth. But we have good people in this nation, good, solid, moral characters. We have strong brothers that will kill to protect us. But for God's sake, man, if you can't conduct yourself on a consistent basis in a, in a civilized capacity, this is not the place for you. But because we have so many of us that are in the right place, as far as our civility. Now, some of us are not on the same knowledge base. Fine. But at least we have the pre predominantly, most of us are at least somewhat civilized. <laughs> because we have that, we have a strong future. A very strong future. Liam, what are your thoughts? Shalom. Point uh, on the record. This is Aklan. Um, man, you know, since I'm, since I've been in the nation, you know, I've, I've been in different, um, <clears throat> different, uh, areas, you know, sort of progression to the, through the curriculum and, um, you know, as far as being, um, you know, a minister, you know, I was in civil diplomacy and, uh, you know those courses. They they are really, um, I would say, they're they're really designed for you to um, really accelerate accelerate your spiritual growth and development. And um, you know, I just remember the last night that we had civil diplomacy before we adjourned and. Um, you know, you said, man, you know, I've, I've, you know, given you guys the tool. I'm paraphrasing. I've given you guys the tools, and now it's time for you to go out and live this, you know. And it almost felt like, to me, um, you know, like a little duck being pushed out into the water and don't know where to go. Like, oh, man, i got to go in and actually find this stuff. Um, but, you know, for me it was just amazing because, you know, when I was faced with certain life circumstances and situations, those lessons came back, and I was able to um, 
apply it and come up with answers where where in the past I would never have been able to do that. And I just felt like, you know, that worked on everybody that was there. Um, so I got to say it's, it's very disappointing. Um, one, uh, you know, just because of, uh, the role that Elias played. I mean, I, I love the brother, man. I mean, and, and, um, still do, you know, but I know that all of us are at different stages in our maturation. Um, you know, but I'm kind of like you, man. I, I you know, I, I have no tolerance because I'm dealing with a situation like that right now with my nephew, and it is it's really taking everything in me, not to just. You're cutting out, really. Buddy. You keep cutting out. Hey, can you hear me now? I can, but you might cut out a little bit, so just be aware. Okay, but um, I'm saying I'm. Is that better? Yes, sir. Okay. Because I'm dealing with a, you know, a similar situation with my, with with my nephew now, um, you know, same thing, just you know, being disrespectful, and um, you know, I I don't have a, a tolerance for that because you know when I came up, you know, we was raised to where you really guarded what came out of your mouth because. If you ended up saying the wrong thing, you liable to be pulling your head out of a wall or picking yourself up off the floor, and it's like they didn't even think anything about it. But you know that that level of uh, respect and reverence um, for the previous generation—I mean, it just seems like it's lost. And you know, one of the reasons why you know I hadn't knocked my nephew out <laughs> is because you know I really been trying to appeal to him from a standpoint of logic and reason. And, and, and trying to convey what I've learned is that, man, when you do these things, you are you are you are your own worst enemy. You you are setting a snare and a trap for your soul, you know. Because the thing is, is that if you don't have the respect at home, you're definitely not going to have the respect out there in the in them streets. And you know, even criminals have a code. And for for you to conduct yourself in that way, um. Like I said, man, it, it, it's just unacceptable. It's not becoming, um, you know, anybody that will refer to themselves as a Hebrew, definitely not a minister. Um, and, you know, we, you know, I, I hear you, you know, you, you keep um, referencing us being on our own land. All I can say is I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait because, um, you know, that that is what it's going to take. I mean, even down here in Jacksonville, you know, with so much going on, um, you know, with our people just acting a damn fool. And it's like every time I turn on the news, I see the, um, you know, the authorities policing our people. We got to get to a place where we start policing ourselves. They shouldn't have to come to our communities because our communities should be self-policing, meaning that, you know, our men, you know, when we see these types of behaviors, we, we address it and we address it aggressively. So, you know, I, I, I'm for one am, am looking forward to the day to when, you know, we can get out of these, uh, you know, get out of these statutes, start getting back to natural law and, um, you know, riding the ship. So um, I'll yield on that. I won't take up, take up too much time. Shalom. Uh, Cedric, what are your thoughts? I do apologize. I was on mute, brother. Uh, I'm really trying to um, 
process my uh, thoughts on it because I can't believe. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad I was on mute when you when you uh, said it. The brother had disrespected Emo because I, I, you know, I, I was like, what? And I said it really loud. I didn't know I was that loud. But it just kind of shocked me because I was just thinking to myself, you know, that is the mother of our nation. And, you know, for her to be disrespected by any other brothers in this nation is definitely uncalled for. Um, you know, when I was uh, grafted into civil diplomacy by your brother, you know, one of the things that, you know, you went very hard on us about was diplomacy. And, you know, it has carried most of us a, a, a long way. Uh, for the most part, most of, most of us are still here. Uh, and when I look at, you know, that situation, I, you know, can't even help but to think, you know, how a person who went through the same process that we went, that we all went through, who all in the CD, you know, could just say, you know what, screw it, you know, and then, you know, go all into savage mode because of whatever, you know, issues he was having. You know, I think it still just comes down to, a, you know, we have a bunch of people who come into the nation for all the wrong reasons and it starts to show. Um but the one thing that I, you know, always say, and I have said this to you too, priests, is that, you know, the one thing that the brothers should have been able to pick up on without anything, within anything that they do in this nation is having a sense of, you know, diplomacy about yourself, being very diplomatic. Um, because if you're ever going to be in some type of position, the government, I don't care what it is, sometimes you may you may have the, uh, Mr. Speaker or Madam Speaker, you might say something that you don't want to hear. You may have some of your, you know, constituents say something that you don't want to hear, do something that you don't want them to do. Or you may have delegates who may do or say something that you don't want to do. Or maybe one time your chief, men, you know, minister may do something that you don't want him to do or say that may not be to your liking, but you have to be diplomatic about it, whatever the cost is. Because when you lose yourself, then you pretty much lose the value that has been vested in you. Oh, hold on. Hold, hold on, everybody. Cedric. Yes, sir. Okay, I accidentally cut you out. Um, Point of information? Yes, sir. Yes, the uh, answer to your question in the in the chat, I typed in it was me, but it says the chatting was blocked. Okay. Which one are you? I was 11, but when I was trying to type into the chat box, I started seeing all the other ones come in. So, wait a minute. I, I'm not understanding. Are I came in as guest. I came in as guest eleven. You asked who who it was when I was typing. That it was me. 
It said okay. the chatting was blocked. But before you booted me, if you did boot me, I seen the other ones come in too. So I don't know, maybe. So you don't know who they are. It might it might have been on my end too. I, like, but I know when you asked who it was, I attempted to inform you, and it said the chatting was blocked because of capacity. But they didn't come in until I tried to log in. Is there anybody else on the line that's trying to log in it in this chat box? I would like to log in, but I don't know how to. So then they thank you. This is Brother Irene. I've been trying to log in to the university. I'm not able to log in, Brother Priest. Okay, that's another issue, but um, is there... I don't know how to kick these people off of here. Um, Shedrick, hold your thoughts. I'm going to come right back to you. Um, Hakeem? Yes, sir. When I blocked you, did it kick you out? First, I saw that you said answer your question or I'll boot you. Like right when I was trying to say who I was, I think that's after I had typed it in and pressed enter and it said it was uh, capacity, chatting was blocked. So after that, I seen my screen send me back to the login or join as guest, but I didn't want to try to do it again without informing you that I was guest 11. Could you did you stop hearing what we were talking about? Did it cut off your speakers? Yes, it, it goes back to the login or join as guest screen. Okay, so me blocking the, all these people, whoever they might be, they can't hear. That's right? my my understanding. Like if you if you booted the other, what was it seven? Did it go up to guest 18? Well, it doesn't say boot. It says block. Yes, if you if you block guest 11 and all the rest of them, I, I was guest 11, and I'm not in there anymore. Well, I see you in there, but I blocked. So, so it's a difference between block and actually kicking. But I didn't get a chance to... Uh, try to like close the browser. My browser is still open, so the, the guest is probably, if it's guest 11 is still in there, my browser is still open, All but right, I'm not I'm, logged in. I'm going to check you off a of block. So you're not logged in? No, it's I would have to join as guest again in order for me to be in there. I'm not joined now, but. Okay. If I join again, then I'm probably going to be like guest 19 or 20. I don't know. Okay. Just go ahead and try it, and I'll unblock you. I mean, well, I won't block you, but the rest of you are going to stay blocked. Okay. I rejoined. The streaming audio hasn't come. It says you are blocked from chatting, probably because this call is configured to block guests from participating. Okay. You're good now. I just unblocked you. So 
I'm guessing 19. Okay. You're good now. I just unblocked you. Okay. I'm, I just didn't want to risk it because this was happening too much. Cedric, the floor is yours. Yes, sir. I'll make it quick, um, brother. And I was just saying that, you know, once you um, have um, denigrated your 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 investment, <laughs> you know, you pretty much have, you know, lost all respect, for you, you know, from your peers. And, um, you know, I, I, I love that brother, but I am heated. <laughs> I cannot lie to you. Um, and then this emo, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, come on, man, that's the mother of our nation. You wouldn't disrespect your own mom, you know. You know, don't disrespect, uh, don't disrespect emo, man. Come on, that's not cool. Um, but other than that, you know, our Glenn said it best. You know, I think that's what we need at this particular point. I mean, I think that's the only, you know, where we're actually going to be able to get it through our people's heads that we really need to, you know, be a little bit more disciplined. And be a little bit more self accountable um for our actions though. So, um on that note I yield. Thank you, brother. Um anyway, I wanted to go over again and I'm gonna set that aside for right now. I wanna go over again briefly what we talked about last week and um add on to it. Um, but I had to get that out. I had to vent for one because I really love that brother. I do. I wish him the best. I wish all of them the best. The buyer as well. But, you know, they are straight out out of order. They straight out wrong. We don't do that's one of the most unforgivable things you could ever do is disrespect your elders. In a foolish, ignorant people, that, that that's who does that. Anyhow, last week we talked about holding companies. And the reason why I brought it up is because when I get us to a place where we can um, solve the rest of these problems. Uh, Anybody's financial problems we can solve. Specifically that. But listen, when you do a holding company, the point of it is you can, it does not have an income, it does not have revenue. All it does is own, so to speak, or possess is a better way, or hold company. So you can set up a trust, then set up a holding company underneath that trust, And then you can, um, I'm watching the screen, forgive me. And then you can have that company 
hold um, possession, like an automobile, it could be a house, whatever, clothes, anything. But the point of it is, one of the, I guess you could say, um, legal secrets is you set up your holding company in New Mexico. does not have to have an EIN number. It does not have to fill out taxes. <coughs> Why would you do this? It's because there are certain things that you may run into that way be obstacles that you cannot do through a trust. Each trust that you set up has to be recognized by the state laws or acknowledged is a better way to say it. Because the whole idea of what you're doing is the very fact that they acknowledge that these types of trusts exist. That is all the reason why they will respect you. That is the reason. If a, if a trust is in their law, that does not mean that they have statutory jurisdiction over it. It means that they acknowledge some of them and that that that's what gives you the protection. In some events, if you run into problems where you can't utilize the trust, that is when you turn to um, you turn to a holding company. If you want to buy a bunch of cars, you don't want to put all of your cars under one truck. But the other thing is, here's a mechanism that you can use. You uh, are becoming a You can, quote, unquote, rent or lease or have permission from the holding company for you, the flesh and blood living soul, to operate a motor vehicle, a car, an automobile. The holding company, quote-unquote, owns it or possesses it. It's best to do this free and clear. When you get an automobile, it's best to find an automobile free and clear, Okay, where you don't pay a, a note. The, the best way to do that is always get um, automobiles that are, like, more than three years old. They're going to be lower in price. They'll be uh, hopefully they'll be available where you can pay cash for them. 
but um, at some point we'll go over that where I'll show you how you can do this and you can get an automobile, pay cash for it, and you can, it doesn't even really have to cost you that much. You can do it really inexpensively. I've done it and will continue to do it. I've done it recently. And um, I've done it in the last month or so. So, um, Shalom. Um, yeah. minister, uh, Brother Priest. You know, I was just sitting here thinking about when you were uh, talking about um, putting your cars in a holding company. And I didn't hear uh, the rest of what you said at the rent or lease, but I thought about owning or possessing your own car lot. You know how, like, people, you know, buy or they, they uh, get the cars and then they sell them, uh, sell them for whatever price they want to sell them. And I figured that's probably what we could do with the holding co. Um, you know, we lease the cars or we get them to sign some type of agreement where they pay, you know, the amortization, just like you would do a house, um, you do it through the holding co. That's that's kind of what I was thinking about when you said it, but those are just my thoughts, not you. Yeah, you know what? You could do that privately, but you can't do it where if you if you try to do it publicly, um, where you titles and stuff, um, what happened is you'll be required to actually have a dealer's license. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. A building. It's expensive. It's like It'll run you like $15,000 or more to do that. Okay. Now, you, you can do it privately. Meaning, let's say you hold title to, uh, we'll say the holding company holds title to an automobile, okay? What I was saying is the, the holding company can rent or lease that automobile to you or anybody. Okay. Privately. Privately. You see what I'm saying? Right. If you try to do more than that, you'll run into some problems. Well, because you have to remember. Um, they manufacture these automobiles, or they are licensed to. They have a licensed right, so that if it's a if it's an import from another country, the United States has the right to act as though they manufactured them. So that's why you run into problems um, if you do it publicly. Um, if you do it privately, you'll be okay. But anyhow, it could be rented, leased, any equipment that the business that you, let's say you have another business, you can rent and lease the equipment from your holding company, or you could gift it, make them as an authorized user, make the business as an authorized user. So that the point of that is more so of doing that through a holding company. The point of it is privacy. That's not a point of asset protection so much. Privacy does is in a way a form of asset protection, but it's privacy. When you do it through uh, New Mexico, what you're doing is um, they don't disclose who the 
parties are that created the holding company. You don't have to have an EIN number, and as long as you um, you do it in New Mexico, you can do it same day. You can do it on the internet if I remember correctly. I haven't done this, by the way. I haven't done this for myself, so I don't know this from experience. But I do know um, for several years that this is part of um, one of the lessons that we need to learn when we're constructing um, our affairs. And the reason why I kind of spoke on this after currency and after all of that stuff that we went through is because when you understand the source of currency, now you're ready to really start bringing in revenue. You really so so when you bring in a lot of Federal Reserve notes, you have to know how to structure them. And if you meet an obstacle, like I'm saying, if you meet an obstacle where you can't use a trust, use a holding company out of New Mexico. Brother Robert, are you there? Salam, I am here, brother. I just wanted this point of information. Uh, I'm here at the joke right now, so I might not be able to uh, probably be able to engage full throttle. Just want to just get that point out there. But yes, sir, I'm here, brother. Okay, no problem, sir. Anyway, um, the next stage of this, uh, my memory is failing me. We, uh, I wanted to make sure I reviewed that so everybody has that. Uh, one moment, let me think about what the next thing was. This whole EMA thing got me, has gotten me heated, so I kind of forgot the other point I wanted to speak on. Um, well, listen. Here's what I'd like to do. This is going to change our lives. The only choice we really have is to pick out of the third degree trustworthy individuals. Each state where there is somebody in the third degree You need to set up a distribution point and a collection point because we can at any time receive donations. Now they're not tax you can't write them off in taxes because tribes is a foreign entity. So they don't they don't give you a tax break for a foreign entity. When people give to us a donation, it has to be a legitimate gift. They really don't want anything for it. But one of the things that I would like for us to do is have someone in each place where we can 
collect goods and material, store them away somewhere, not someplace that we, preferably not someplace where we have to spend money to keep it, preferably some like your basement if you have one. Some people don't have basements, like we don't have a basement here, but now, I'm not talking about an overwhelming amount of stuff. I'm saying enough space set aside so we can collect a few things and to distribute them to our own people. Now, to do this, you got to be ready to go anywhere and pick up donations. or gather them and store them temporarily. Now, this could be tools. They could be refrigerators, for God's sake. But you got to have a means of going to pick the stuff up. Just in case they cannot drop it off to you. A lot of people, when you're doing things like this, they're more comfortable with you coming to pick the stuff up. Because we have ministers, we have diplomatic officers, of course, where they are, they would be responsible for those things. And that makes it easier because in your area, you uh, present yourself as a minister it's going to be easier for somebody to feel comfortable. Now, we're not going to start doing this until uh, probably February of next year. But we're going to start doing it next year for sure. We'll be able to collect goods. Some of these things will be of value. And what I'm saying to you is it's going to help you individually turn around your economic life because for one thing that um, you can't use or nobody in the nation can use you can trade them you can probably sell them so you get a pair of shoes you know that are in good condition basically what I'm describing is kind of like the Salvation Army like if if any of you, this churches do this all the time. Now churches don't normally sell the stuff, but we could. I would rather see us trade, learn to trade and barter. So if you get, let's say you get a pair of Air Jordan in good condition, they might be valued at $75, whatever, $100, you might be able to trade that for some books or a computer, a laptop. Who knows? Lynn, what's on your mind concerning that? Well, I'm just thinking about... uh... I should have had 
this conversation, or you should have should have brought that up like two years ago, man, because I I had given away so many things, um, you know, to people that were just in need, and it just got to a place to where, um, you know, I, I just had such an abundance of stuff, I had to actually go, uh, you know, drop some things off at a it was it was like a church, but it was a uh, um, it was it was a, a a struggling ministry, and so they were doing a lot of work in the community and you know and trying to offload things to my people. Um, you know, people say, "Well, I'll come get it," and they never show up, or you know, things of that nature. And finally, I, you know, I just I just had to like unload it. But um, you know, I, I definitely definitely get what you're saying and I like it. I like that idea because really what what you're descri- describe uh describing is like a a distributed warehouse for goods. And depending on you know what the need is and um in your immediate vicinity, um you know you're able to to actually satisfy that um locally, you know. And 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 you know, that's just another play on, another play on, uh, you know, when we're talking about the real estate, you know, and how everybody can, because everybody's in a different locale, um, everybody can be sort of like king of their domain because it's real local. So um, I, I think that's a great, uh, great opportunity to uh, to give back and, and, and make an impact in um, in our communities. Uh, I yield. Shalom. Let me update on the real estate that you mentioned there. We, we've we had over a 1,000 leads. We've been going through those leads slowly, but we are getting calls back, and we are we had a couple of deals on the table that, that didn't get completed, but it's finally um, at a point where it's starting to work out well. But... Um, Secondarily, well, getting back to the the last subject that I'm speaking on. So I'm going to tell you, I've done this in my life. I've even done it recently. Okay. I got an HDTV free. (laughs) That's one thing. But um, I'm happy with it, too. Um, I've gotten computers. In the past, um, just different things. And one of the reasons I never brought this up is because, listen, we get you. You got to have people that are in these positions that are trustworthy. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're doing this, you understand you got to do it. We're going to do this through the nation, through the temple. So that means you have to keep inventory, and you can't put it off. None of that garbage, though, you know, you can't put it off. If somebody gets brings something in, you got to mark it off in the inventory, okay? If they want a receipt, you got to give them a, a receipt. We'll do paper receipts. Fine. But you got to be strict on it. No, come back tomorrow, I'll give you a receipt. None of that garbage. None of that. I'll I'll record it in inventory in a couple hours. Let me go 
take some lunch and I'll come back and I'll market them. No. As soon as you get that property, you put it in the inventory book. That And if you don't have trustworthy people, it's not going to work. Now, here's the, the other side of it. We can do, we're going to do this. Let's say we do a clothing drive, a canned goods drive, a blanket drive. Then we'll have stuff that we can store and go out and give to the people that need it. What do we do then? We tell them about Temple of the Most High. We educate them on scriptures. Now, the ministers and and our um, diplomatic officer would be chiefly responsible for those types of things, but anybody else that would qualify can participate. Then we're doing outreach. That's outreach. We're reaching out to the people, making them aware of who we are, and we're doing the Lord's work. When people, there are all types of rich people, wealthy people, that have all types of stuff to give away. I know of some in Detroit that give away food all the time. Now, I haven't spoken to them in in years, but it's been many years, actually, probably about eight years. But they they would frequently give out food. They would buy food just to give it out. Looking for... um, Brother Kedrick, what's on your mind? What are your thoughts? Shalom. It's a good, interesting move. Get back out into the public, spread the word. On the other issue of um, the disrespect to the other, you know how I think on, on those matters. Discipline and self-control is an issue that our people suffer from greatly. Sometimes it's necessary, more than necessary, to put the foot down and just cut through the BS and just eliminate those who are in that position and doing those things. Um, But yes, it is excellent to um, get back out on the street, mingle with the people, spread the word, Produce a uh, a nonprofit that might absorb some of the uh, the collectibles that, that are available, and um, you be a distribution point for uh, our people to see where they might be able to get some help in the system. Are you? Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. So. We can do a lot of things with this, and we can get in stuff that people give away. And we can get it to our people in our nation that have needs of particular things. I saw in Houston, Texas, this guy gave away 
a house. And how he did it was he took applicants and he wanted to determine who was the most needy and would take care of the house. He gave away a house. I've I've seen even recently people giving away um, chairs. Um, And it's because I'm a minister. I I always say one of the first things that you should be doing when you're doing doing these types of things, you should go out into your community, find out who the social workers are, where the homeless shelters and food banks are. You should where you may not be able to immediately help someone, you might be able to turn someone to where they can get help. So we talked about this in civil diplomacy, but I'm opening it up to um, third degree to as an extension to help us support our ministers and, and our diplomatic officers. Because um, those are, these are the only ones we have left. You know, we, we have um, Nathaniel, He's doing uh, our self-defense. You see, so this ministry of self-defense. And the important thing in knowing this is, look, not everybody in the nation is going to want to walk that path of a priest or a minister or whatever. Fine. But the ones that do are the ones that we have here that are left. And they've been diligent, and they need our support, and they need our help. So it's my hope that you might, I wouldn't see, like, if somebody wants to give away a, a, a couch, I wouldn't suggest it, or a bed. I usually wouldn't take a couch or a bed because of the bed bug issue. But, you know, that type of stuff will happen. They might give away a desk. They might give away chairs. Um who knows, man? But we'll set it up so that when we come back in January, we're not going to implement it until February, but these different areas will be designated and we'll get to going. I got a, a, a this. so much work, but Um, brother Nathaniel, what's on your mind? Uh, Salam, brother. Uh, I mean, uh, it's the first I've heard of it that one of the brothers dis- disrespected uh, Ema and uh, I mean, you know how I am. Uh, I think that might even fall under my jurisdiction, brother. So that has to be dealt with for sure. You know, brothers choose to go their own way. That's one thing. But, you know, um, I don't believe in everything that a lot of the teachers said, but I do agree with that the nation can't rise no higher than that woman, and we got to have respect for that woman and that mother. So something got to be done about that. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, brothers, it's bothering because I was here before those brothers got here. Um, I was here the last two situations we've been through in this nation with backbiting and 
brothers turn coding on us. And it's just I mean, bro, I'm I know the right thing to say is that we supposed to love these brothers and wish to nah man, I don't I don't. I'm just being honest with you. And if I seen one of the brothers, I don't know which one, who who said it. I don't know who said what, but I know that it was said. Because I don't think everybody would be on this line talking about it if it wasn't. So it's like my opinion needs to be dealt with. Uh, As far as the the direction, I agree with the direction. And uh, that's pretty much it. But that's the best thing I would say a lot more, but we're on the record. He was Elias, brother, and he's no longer with us. But um, and, and it happened in January, and I just found out yesterday. And um, hey, Shalom. Yeah. Hey, Shalom. Phone on the record. This is Aquaman. So, um, now I just want to interject this because. You know, I've been dealing with this um, for a number, for for a while now. We're trying to, you know, deal with our people, particularly um, those that are close to me, my family. Um, And I'm really trying to help them come up out of uh, the condition that a lot of them are in mentally. And one particular uh, topic is dealing with this concept of love because I think that because people come at it from a, you know, they're not, you know, maybe as they haven't passed a certain threshold of spiritual growth and development. So from their perspective, they think love is always a a good touchy-feely thing. But the scriptures say that if you spare the ride, you hate your kids. So from the standpoint of actually having to go out and uh, apply that correction, no, that's not something that is going to be pleasant. You know, it's not something that you should particularly derive some pleasure from. But at the end of the day, your love is what actually forces you to, to discharge your duty. So I think that, um, you know, we just need to keep that in front of us. You know what I'm saying? Love is a lot of times the things that you you, you genuinely want to do, but in addition to that, it is doing the the, the tough things as well. I yield. And 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 point of information, but Auckland, and that's exactly why I said to the brother, I believe that falls under my jurisdiction because I don't have no problem with that. Tough love, you understand what I'm saying? Because at some point the stuff got to be checked. Like, how long we got to go? How many more brothers is going to turn on us? You know, like there has to be some. I don't know. I think it, everyone knows what I'm saying, but that's. I mean, this is a mother. Not only is she a mother, but she's one of our mothers. Like she puts the work in. I remember when I was sick, she was she was counseling me every single day. 
Something got to be done. Shalom, uh, brother. I So don't misunderstand me. I support you 100%. I'm in complete agreement. And the point that I'm trying to make, if, if I need to make it plain, is that you get to a place to where your love will literally mean that you got to tear somebody's ass up. And I'm doing that because you're my brother and because I love you. I yell. Sometimes, sometimes um, they got to be confronted. And I, I'm going to tell you something that I learned. Um, my Professor Zachariah told me about um, the Nation of Islam because he used to watch them and he was never a part of them, but he, i never forget what he told me. And he said that, that the FOI would actually go and beat up some of these niggas to touch them up real good. And I never forgot that because one, the last thing that they told me, well, the second to last thing they told me, they told me to watch and study the Nation of Islam. Gather all you can about them. They told me that. And um, that's something that stood on my mind. So I'm saying, yeah, like, it's like, there's just no place for that, man. It, it just boils my blood. I really become a different type of brother when you disrespect an elder and being a, a woman. Oh, no. And, and and particularly how hard Ema works for us. No. No way. Um, brother Matthew, what's on your mind? Slow. Well basically learning this today, uh there's no place in this nation for anything like that. Uh <clears throat> especially, you know, from what all we've been through, even trying to establish the nation and to get our minds and hearts right to even uh, come together as one, there's no place in this nation for anything like that. And basically the expulsion and them leaving was the best thing for them to do before, you know, we really, really got a chance to get a hold of them and put our laws in effect on them. So I'm just glad, you know, that this happened before we even got into our own land because it would be a cookout. So <clears throat> like like we've had these problems before with, like, uh, the ones basically who did all these type of backbitings and, and tried to take over, you know, positions that, they wouldn't even worry to even have that I'm glad, you know, we have already been through these type of things so that, you know, things like this happen in the future, we know how to deal with it. And plus we have the laws to govern such matters. <clears throat> and basically, you know, there's, there's no room or place in this nation for anything like that. So I'm just glad they're gone you know, before we were really established because they'd be really in trouble. They'd be on a uh, on a cross or a stake or something on their own. 
you know, upside down at that. So it's best, you know, they're gone now, you know, and we can move on and basically learn from these type of individuals that we've come across in this nation. And uh, basically, you know, the, 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 the bad is being purged so we can grow and continue and move forward on what we need to do to perfect this nation. You know what I was thinking, brother Matthew? Maybe you should join the security force, brother, because you touched up a few people. <laughs> <laughs> brother. No, I I can tell that that's not a problem for you. No, nah, it's not a problem with me. I keep that in mind. <laughs> hey brother, and I'm and I'm with you, brother. You know what? I'll fall in line. Let's get let's get it in. And you know what, brother priest? I heard from an elder that FOI Panthers that's how they that's how they made their money. By taking for from those disrespectors of our, our own people, the drug dealers, the pimps, you know, the heroin pushers. I don't know how true that is, but they used to stick up the, uh, they used to rob the dope dealers and raid the the houses to take the money. But, you know, I don't know if we would want to do that today because these Negroes get oozy, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But, um, and we don't want to get any blood baths, but I, I respect what they did. You know, I really do. And you'd be a fool if you don't learn. Like the, the elders said to us, you'd be a fool if you don't learn from Marcus Garvey and the Black Panthers. One of the elders was a Black Panther. And I remember, I, I forgot about that. And I remember him telling us the story about when he was in the Black Panthers. He had a gun in his, he had a, a semi-automatic weapon in his hand and they had just I think the police had just killed somebody. He was so mad he was ready to go take that weapon and just go gun him down and some spiritual brother this is when he was young. Some spiritual brother put him aside and, and introduced him to the Hebrew faith and got him out of that, that violent thinking. But um yeah so we have some advantages here in this approach. Pre, I got a question, bro. So I'm saying that's not if 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 the bro if the brother any brother would disrespect a mother, and I don't know if there's any sisters on the line, but are we isn't isn't it almost a natural law response to deal with that? Don't we have to? And touch him up? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I I don't think we just have to naturally just go into violence. No, I mean, but you will feel violent. Yes, that's the natural response. You just have to kick it out. You got to check that brother. You know what I'm saying? Check him. But you don't have to go into violence. Now, if he did something other than that, because it was just a phone conversation, now it's time to take action. 
Now you're going to get the good old-fashioned beat down. You know, that's what what happened, man. You know, like the scripture says, there's going to come a big throwdown. There's coming the big throwdown. The scripture says that. There's going to be a throwdown. Okay, so, hey, man, you know, I'm sure you would uh, take That's what we need people that are getting there and whoop that ass. Excuse my language. And it's coming. But what I want to see, what I would like, you know, look, say you got some garment, some clothes, some clothes, excuse me, that have been gifted. You know, Nothing wrong with giving that to some of the people in the nation that they need. No sense. It's just literally anything. Like, it could be anything. But what's going to happen is, I'm telling you, we're going to get computers. We're going to get desks. We're going to get clothing. You you just cannot imagine what we're going to get. And we'll be able to use these things for offices, we, we might get office desks. You just don't know. You might get, there's no telling what you get. But I'm telling you, sure, my name I'm telling you, I've lived this, I've uh, benefited from it, and we're all going to benefit from it. I just knew that not everybody could handle this. I knew it. Not everybody can handle it. So we're at a place where we have responsible, loyal parties. And this is why we must always go on the record every chance we get, because we're writing history. We're recording history. There hasn't been a people like us probably ever on the the continent of North America that really think like this. Definitely not any Negroes. These Negroes are where they are with all studying. To be honest with yourself, you can see that they're 50 years behind, just mentally. Now, some of them got money and cars and buildings. So the hell what? But mentally and comprehending where we are, they are light years behind. Like they can't even think like this. They can't even simplify their thinking. They, they, they're just so far gone. So, you know, we're doing good. Um, Ak Bernard, what's on your mind? Ak Bernard, Tribe of Judah, Shalom Nation. You know, <clears throat> since I since my uh, second accident where I fell and hit my head, sometimes my thoughts get a little scattered. So. I apologize in advance. You know, just listening to what's been said and and reflecting on that video that you had, uh, the call of nobility, uh, on how Israelites are supposed to conduct themselves. You know, obviously, that video needs to be uh, uh, resurfaced again so everybody can watch that. And, you know, also thinking about um, uh, our ancestors back in... Uh, when our ancestors came out of Egypt and went to Mount Sinai, I think it's Exodus chapter 24, verses 7 and 8, where the blood was sprinkled on our ancestors and they 
and they said everything that the Most High say we will do. And it's just like signing those uh, John Doe uh, documents uh, in the nation. You know, our our signatures on those documents mean not only do we have a contract with the nation, but we got a contract with the Most High. And if you don't behave accordingly, the Most High is going to get you. And, you know, it's just a matter of time. So, I mean, I, I reflect on that all the time and, and and just trying to be humble. So it's it's very upsetting to hear, you know, Ema being disrespected like that. <clears throat> and, I mean, that's our mother. She does so much for this nation. And, you know, we do got to have a we, – we do need to implement a touch a touch em up policy, <laughs> you know. And then – and lastly, in regards to the – the program that you're speaking on, I know in every state there's Craigslist, and I know they have free stuff on Craigslist, so I know we can start stocking uh, inventory, just utilizing that. And, um, you know, it, it's a blessing, you know, for us to be here once again, and, you know, it's appreciative of what we've been taught by you, brother, and what the elders have taught you. And, you know, we got to keep humble, humbling ourselves and learn how to be men, and, you know, just like you said, it, it's going to take five years just for you to figure it out and then learn how to behave correctly. So, I mean, that is – I'm a I'm a walking testimony to that myself, you know, just um, still going through the administrative processes and, and calling people and, and handling these affairs, not ducking and dodging, just, just taking care of you, your responsibilities. And at some point, you know, like you said, the storehouse hasn't even been opened up yet. You know, there's so much that you have not shared with us, and and the ego uh, has gotten out of control for for certain people. And if you don't put that in check, then you're gonna expose yourself. So you know, we gotta humble ourselves and stay focused on doing the Most High's work. And if we if we can keep our eyes on the prize, you know, everything will fall into place. And that, and that's all I have on that. And I yield. Praise the Lord, yes, sir. Wow, we we're progressing to a point where you know we deserve to get and donations in and get them to our people. We deserve it. Um, as I'm speaking on this. We might get cars donated. Now, in Detroit, there was a woman who was named Mother Waddles. I think she's passed on now. I'm not sure because I've been, been there in a couple of years, but she was a like she was like Mother Teresa, but she was like a, a Negro, and she had a car lot, and you could go to Mother Waddles and get cars very inexpensively. Um, What I'm saying to you is we will put it out there for what we are, what we're doing, and what some of our needs are. We might get a donated car. We might get a truck. Who knows? But closed mouths don't get fed. We want to deal with the people. It's not a matter of what their nationality is. 
You got too many Hebrews that have made us all look bad. Matter of fact, listen. I got to share this with you all. While listen, today I was on the phone with a a wonderful, wonderful brother who was a Christian, but he's a real Christian. He's for real. You know, he he has the same uh, idealistic principles as with a Hebrew. He just identifies with Christianity. He probably doesn't even know enough about Hebrews, but whatever the case is, I want to explain who this guy is. This guy has worked, he's a musician who has worked with Bill Cosby for, I guess, 20 plus years. He wrote the theme song to um, A Different World, the TV show A Different World. He worked on the theme song with the Cosby Show, when they changed over the theme. He was a, a, a musician working directly with Bill Cosby, and this brother is coming on board with us. He's done a whole lot of other things, by the way, but I'm describing that because he met um, Anisha and Trevon, who are in the seat of thought. He listened in to our radio station. He loved it. He said, whatever I can do to help, I'm here to help. This man has a recording studio in his home um, for him producing and writing songs. He writes songs and stuff for television. And uh, if I remember correctly, his wife is in real estate. I talked to this man for two hours today. Very, very pleasant, great conversation. And he is donating his time to help us do things in his studio, whatever needs to be done. And my point is that we get up and go out and do this. I'm telling you, all of our people have been looking for handouts in the sense of give me millions of dollars. Give me ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. They keep thinking that the way to change their condition is to get a bunch of stuff. It doesn't make it so simple and plain. All you have to do is ask and you will receive. It's going to come through people bringing gifts and donations. Now, all this time, listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting um, large amounts of Federal Reserve notes that can be useful, useful, but it's only useful to you when you know what they're about and you know what commerce is about and you don't fall in love with that because that is the dark path. The wicked path. You start chasing Federal Reserve notes, thinking that's your savior. Oh, I'm gonna get these. I'm gonna get this hot hundred thousand dollars and bring it back to the nation, and I'm gonna. Everybody's gonna be good. No, we're not gonna be good just because we got money. If, if anything, it might be worse. Because the whole point is, 
if you don't understand the source of it, then you won't know. All you need to do is unify and, and work together. But we got to get all these quirks out of us on selfishness, the self-righteousness, Negroes being unreliable. So just imagine if this brother who worked for Bill Cosby, man, he told me today, he's like, I, and I asked him, I said, brother, I got to ask the question. Bill Cosby's on your resume. Well, how do you feel about that in relationship to all these things that he's accused of? I had to ask because I felt like before we could let, let him in here, we need to know where he's at with that. And he explained it to me. He's like, listen, I've been around the man all this time. I've never heard of this before, never seen any of these things. He said, but regardless of that, he said, there's a, a Caucasian man who openly admitted that he was a pedophile. He has a TV show. I forget what the guy's name is. He said he has a TV show. They never removed that man's show off of, off of the air. And he was the Seven Heaven. Seven Heaven, okay. They never removed it off the air. Okay, so then look at that. So he was like, I didn't do it. He said, if Bill Cosby did it, he said, I didn't do it. He said, them attacking his show, they removed it off of the air. That cut some of my checks to pay my bill. And I'm like, wow. And when I'm talking to this man, he's saying to me, I must do this with you. I must work with this radio station. He knows all types of famous people. He has them in his Rolodex. This is a a new day we're about to experience, is my point. What happened was Trevon was supposed to have a duty, right, with his audio. He couldn't do it because of a a situation with his mother. He told me about this guy that kept calling him, keeping in touch with him, and saying he wanted to work with us on the radio. So finally, once this opened up, all of a sudden the slot opened up for this type of guy to come in. And we got two of them, by the way. We got two volunteers. And... They both have good experience. But I'm telling you, brother, we put this out there, they might give us bands. Now, now look. Find off. Think of you some Superman, some superhero that's going to go out and get a bunch of Federal Reserve notes, and then all of a sudden they're going to save this nation with Federal Reserve notes. And I've been saying the whole time, we don't need the Federal Reserve notes. We need the education on how to produce these things. The Federal Reserve notes could help us, and they will help us. But first, we got to have enough people that got the right minds and spirits. So I'm telling you, there's no telling what we'll get, man. Ask and you shall receive. Seeking you shall find. And I'm telling you, we're going to have an abundance. Uh, Azim, what's on your mind? Brother Azim. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's on your mind, brother? Uh, well, 
I'm kind of recant what the other brothers say. Um, I mean, first time I've heard about it. Um, but brothers do that, you know, way I was growing up, I was brought up um, dealing with elders, you know, a child stay in a child place. When the elder speaks, you listen, you know. Uh, when I was young, me and my nephew, we couldn't go around my mother, my grandmother, you know, when they're having um, community meetings. And if we try to go around there while they're attending, they will take their shoe off and cut our little hineys, you know. We go back to the room and cry, you know. But, yeah, brothers like that who are doing stuff like disrespecting a sister like that, that have done so much, you know, like the brother say, you know, she have done so much for the nation. And for for him to do that is just absolutely ludicrous. And there is no excuse for that. Um, I keep seeing this guest 18 on here, and this is kind of bugging me. But anyway, um, brother Hakeem, what are your thoughts? Sir? Yes, sir. Brother Hakeem, Chad Duke. Am I coming through clear? Yes, sir. For on the record, Brother Hakeem, Chad Judah. Yes, so I, I guess that what I'll express is that pretty much. You always touch on the status, and you've defined it as state of mind consciousness, which is, which is dealing with our thinking. And I know last semester that I recall Auckland speaking on evolution, and he he tied it to not what the theory of Darwin when we're speaking about, he was tying it to the thoughts evolving. And at this point, along with what he was saying, I feel that the standards also evolve. So what you were touching on with the new direction that will begin later on, early next year, it's going to, it goes right in line with the curriculum. You know, you say that the purpose of the curriculum, but you added another dimension to it earlier, but the purpose of the curriculum is to empower us and that's enabling us in all in all our dealings, you know, so first we have to uplift ourselves. So when we can uplift ourselves, 
like you teach, you are able to uplift others. And I yield. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Um, this is the last thing I want to speak on. Um, Shedrick, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here, brother. Um, on on this uh, Tuesday evening, do you have a class or something after this class? Um, I, I usually have um newsroom uh, with uh, Emi Aruf and Akti and Nisha, and then on Wednesdays I teach at um I teach at nine o'clock, and then I, but before nine on Wednesdays I have a news meeting with uh, Ema and several others who are part of uh, the newsroom. Okay. Um, Akhlin, you and Elias had the class after this after this one, right? Con. Well, um, Andrew, who was on a leave of absence, is back. What I told him um, is he's going to have to wait till next year um, before he can return to that class. So, um, Shedrick, Andrew will probably, Andrew and Roxanne will probably appear in the nucleus class. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up because I just reached out to him because I uh, just responded to him because he had just reached out to me saying he couldn't get an Aboriginal Academy. And um, I was, you know, I gave him the number or whatever, but, um, you know, I don't know basically what that was about. Uh, but now that I know that, you know, he'll be in the class next semester. So I'll be looking forward to it. Well, he, he's probably going to show up on Nucleus this week. Oh, okay. I mean, okay, that's fine. Uh, we, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Now, the other thing is, for we we're only going to have a couple more weeks in this semester, and we're going to be shutting down the remainder of the year, and we'll be uh, back like January nineteenth, something around that time. So. I'm going to um, be posting some stuff for us to review, and I really want you all to see the original 301 class, third degree class. You're going to be able to see where you came from where we came from, even in the third degree, and our growth. Because it's important that um, we always review. Next year, hopefully, the, the university will be functioning fully properly. That's the goal. So that's going to be what we're going to be doing these last couple of weeks. 
what I'm going to do, I'm going to post something in before this week is out, so when next week comes, it's able to be discussed. Is, is I want to ask that I be relieved so I can get some of these other things in order. So, Lynn, here. Yes, sir. I want to ask you take this from this point out, which will be about two more weeks. Make sure you're able to come in. Uh, well, we're gonna uh, we gotta fix this recording issue, so I'm gonna fix that between now and next next Tuesday. But I'm asking that you step in and oversee this. So when we come onto the line, we'll do a review of what this stuff was inside the university. Make sure you start recording. Um, Robert is here, so he can help assist you with that because he was doing it before. Now I'm passing it to you. Step up for a couple of weeks and maybe longer than a couple of weeks. So I can go get some of this other stuff, get this other stuff ready. I need as much time as possible because these niggas are surrounding me. <laughs> They're surrounding me. Well, I, I, I will say, I will say yes, sir. Uh, you you earned your rest, and um, it'll be my pleasure to step in and and um, continue to uh, move things forward. Just hope I can be as effective. And I yield, brother. You most certainly can, brother. But well, we got everybody here, so you know, putting it in your hands, and I'm trusting you. Take it. Keep it in order. Robert did a great job too, by the way. He was doing it. Um, so, is there anybody, uh, Nathaniel? You don't have the WhatsApp, I don't think. You have you don't have that on your phone, do you? No, I don't. But I can. Uh, I just read this from space, so I can do it. Download it. I got a cheap phone, so I can't put too many apps on it. I'm sure your phone is better than mine, brother. <laughs> I got a bad one. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I damn near got a flip phone. <laughs> so, well, you got me beat. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, uh, it's kind of old, but uh, anyhow... Um, these are the things that we're facing, and um, well, I hope that you will hear 
you'll hear, you know, Robert, Nathaniel, Bartholomew, you'll hear them on some of these past reports, you know, and you'll see what the subject matter was, and I'm hoping that you'll see how that foundation needed to be laid to bring us to here. You know, now some of us weren't here this year, some of the crucial times of this year, what we're talking about, but I'm excited myself to hear what we came from. So with that being said, um, Brother Lee and I will contact you most likely tomorrow, and um, we can adjourn for today. And uh, thank you all for being here. Shalom, shalom. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.